All right. Okay. Uh, you wanna just like jump into it or sure? We... Sure. Okay. Uh, two times talking episode nine. Uh, should we clap three times? Sure. Okay. Uh, I'll count to I'll count to three and then you clap 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 in that way. Okay. Okay. One, two, three. Clap clap clap. Okay. <laughs> Nailed the clapping. We're professional podcasters. Let's go. Okay. So, this is my first time being on a podcast. Yeah. Um, though I am well experienced in talking to random people on the internet. Me less so, but. Yeah, first time too. So, you mind introducing yourself to... Okay, so, my name on Discord and every other platform is Kilodev. My real name, you're not gonna find out, but you can call me Kill or Dev. Sure. Uh, I guess this is my turn. Uh, my name is File uh, on every single platform. My real name is Jay. And if you listen closely to past episodes, uh, I'm the guy who edits the show. <laughs> and we know each other already because we yes. have talked before. Um, I like to consider us, uh, ourselves quite good friends, but yeah, it depends on the person. I'd say that's true. Um, so we have a lot to talk about. I mean, we got yeah. a new episode of the podcast. And we got Reddit's whole thing. So what do you want yeah. to start with? Uh, let's start with Hello Chat. Okay. So, what did you think of the latest episode? Uh, I think it was fine. Uh, in the sense that it was like a, you know, generally just like average. Yeah. HI episode, but like the the stuff about uh, the stuff about Mr. Speaker at at the time, I didn't find. Uh, I didn't find interesting. Yeah. But then I went and uh, saw a couple of clips of Mr. Speaker actually talking and stuff. Yeah. And I had to agree, agree like, just like, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't actually gotten a chance to see any clips of him. Um, yeah, hang on, hang on. Let me send okay. you. Uh, actually, you, you do know the video I sent you, right? In uh, yeah, let me find that. Yeah. Just uh, go and watch that and come back to me. Let me watch that. Sure, come back to me after doing that. Okay, so I remember I watched this. I did I did see this at some point. Um, and I did find yeah. it very funny. Because it just seems like such a classroom situation. Cause, and actually, I've had this problem in school a few times where my teachers would not be able to control my class and I'm just like, oh god. And I sit there and I just do my work and I hope that at some point these teachers will figure out how to not have an entire class screaming at them. Yeah. I did think, I'm not sure if this is true, but this is the first time I noticed Ting being one of their sponsors. Yeah, yeah, me too, yeah. And I saw some people commenting on it and saying that Ting isn't actually a very good deal for most people. Yeah. What kind of, like, mobile plan do you use? Uh, you know, uh, to be clear, we 
uh, we should. I think we, I feel like we should like just make this clear before moving mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Um, we both don't live where Ting services are. That's uh, probably available. true as well. Yeah. So I live in um, Ireland. Yeah, you live near Dublin. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, and I live near Seoul, South Korea. So yeah, both of us have no experience with Ting. Yeah. Nor do we have any experience with any American uh, mob, uh, ISP. Yeah, that's true. And I think it's kind so, of funny, actually, because there are so many HI sponsors, which are either very available in the US or the UK, and not here, or where you live. <laughs> yeah, like, um, thanks. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, like, living in Asia, like, there's, like, literally nothing you can actually out of like the offer codes they the yeah. people put in their shows, like you know, Casper mattresses isn't gonna go on a twelve thousand mile journey just to get to me. Yeah, and like most of the services, like even the online ones they provide or like they promote are like really like just really regional because like legal yeah. stuff. Yeah. So it's always interesting, like looking at how people like react to. Uh, different new sponsors yeah you know legal matters do yeah affect it a lot when you're trying to like access things from around the world because sometimes for example there was this tv show i watched it was called young justice good tv show anyway it got cancelled five years later it got brought back on the dc universe streaming app like it's little Mm. private streaming thing the issue is that little private streaming thing only works in America and they haven't expanded anywhere else. And so it's like, well, what am I supposed to do now? I have no option but to pirate this show because it's exclusive to this thing. Yeah, like, you know, it's it's basically the same, but like amplified here because like, you know, Asia has even less support. Yeah. Europe. Yeah, like, I mean, I do find that in Ireland, you're usually able to hop on something if the UK gets it. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. like, sites won't even mention it. They'll say, like, we have UK, and it's like, does that mean Ireland? And they're like, yeah, yeah. It's like, no, it's not the same thing. I mean, I mean, I can argue, like, I'm not... I'm not gonna but you shouldn't. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, anyways, like, Netflix wasn't available a year ago, but here. Yeah. And Amazon Prime Video what also wasn't available, and like Google Maps and Apple Maps and everything Apple provides like except like Apple Music, is like yeah. locked here. So like, you know, it 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 always like drives me crazy whenever people are really hyped about, you know, upcoming yeah. TV shows, and I I have no way to watch them. Yeah, especially on Netflix, like. You know, before Netflix was a thing here, like, I would, like, try to pirate yeah. things, but, like, Netflix is, like, really strong against that, so, like, I couldn't. Yeah. Like, just... Uh... I do find it annoying when using Netflix Yeah. that, like, even on Netflix, there are only some things... Everything is regional. Mm. So, like, there may be a show which is available on Netflix in the US, but it's not going to be on Netflix here. And Netflix yeah. actually, like, stops you from using proxies and stuff. Um, yeah, I've tried, yeah. It's just yeah. like, ah. Uh... Yeah, I got really annoyed by this, like, a couple weeks back. Uh, I was going to, like, Baby Driver. 
Yeah. Uh, Wait, you went to Baby Driver a couple of weeks ago? Didn't that come out like I two years ago? I was going to watch Baby Driver. Uh huh. The, the movie. Okay. And the no. 2017 movie. Yeah, because, you know, I was too busy at the time to watch it. Okay. I, yeah, I've heard good things about it, and so far I think it's good. Mm-hmm. So, like, I was, like, halfway through it, like, and then like, it was, like, 1 a.m., so I went to sleep, and I woke up, and I opened Netflix, and it isn't there. <laughs> they just got rid of it. Wow. Just, like, things like that, like, you know, Hollywood people, like, dear Hollywood people, like, people don't care about where they live. People care about what they can watch. Yeah, I mean, it's always a big, like, complex web of licensing deals and trying to, like, say who can show things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I get that those things exist, and, you know, it's... And I, and I get that, you know, licensing deals and legal stuff, like, it's important, but, like, can't you just, like, get rid of, like, this BS and, like, just get people what they want? They're willing to give money to you for, like, a service that you can provide. Yeah. Um, cause there's, there's the whole image on the internet of like, shut up and take my money Yeah. because at a certain point people are just willing to give you the money. Mm. Uh, and it's just like, people just want to give you the money. So just let them. Why not? Yeah. There's no reason to not make the effort to let, to, to let them give you the money. One of the last things discussed in the episode, vertical filming. Vertical filming. So, am I remembering wrong, or do you like some kind of photography? Are you one of those people? Uh, I'm more of a video guy, but like I don't have. Okay. To, I don't really have the time for both, so like I just yeah. kind of consume the content. Okay, so then what? What are your thoughts on vertical filming? Vertical filming. I mean, uh, my gut instinct to, is to like hate on everybody who films vertically yeah like it's so unpleasant to watch like yeah you know that and square 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 videos like are like the pain on my senses like they are so unbearable to watch yeah and you know there there's like ever since like youtube like had like added adaptable aspect ratios Mm-hmm. So like what uh like if you full screen a thing on YouTube like it will adapt to whatever screen you have. Yeah. Yeah. And you know ever since like these like that was added like these vertical videos kept popping up and I I, I was actually fine with them for when I was watching on like my phone. Yeah. But I I still hold my position that like sixteen by nine just like makes more sense than. Yeah. Uh, 18 by 9? I mean, I think... 9 by 18? Yeah. Well, that's because of the way that, you know, when we look at things in real life, it's, you know, our two eyes are horizontal, so we've got, like, a rectangular view, um, Mm. or, like, an oblong view. But anyway, I think... I understand the disliking of vertical video, and I don't like to see it. But I think the the hate that he did get, not even hate, but like the complaints that he did get about it are un 
called for because obviously he wasn't filming it with the intent to make a video. Yeah, yeah. He was filming yeah. it with the intent with the intent to snap his friends. Yeah, and, snap and is the... a really weird verb. <laughs> to snap his friends makes it sound like he's gonna like crush them, but yeah. Yeah, like she shouldn't have gotten the hate, and yeah. you know I feel like if like the people who like gave him crap for uh, filming a vertical actually knew the context, like they would be they would be more accepting in general. Like yeah. nobody's gonna be like, oh, I need to film this for like Instagram, and you know it was meant for it wasn't meant for like people on PC. It was meant for people on their phones, like. Look, taking a quick glance at it, mm-hmm. and you no, know, it makes vertical video makes more sense in that niche, the the ever growing niche, but still a niche. Yeah. So I mean, I understand yeah. Brady filming that way. It, it it makes just it just makes more sense. But yeah, realistically, like no, like not everybody is gonna get the context, no matter. Yeah, what. that's true. Um, so do you want to talk about what happened on Reddit? Uh, I mean, I don't really know much, so if you can explain. Uh, I can explain it. So, basically, to go really down to the basics, every year on April Fool's Day, Reddit holds some kind of event, and it's usually more than a joke, which is cool. Um, Just out of the gate, on a Brady thumb clock, 360 degree scale, I would say... My hands are solidly around 10, maybe. 10. Yeah, I mean, it was cool, but it was definitely less cool than the other ones. So, the the main idea of it was you've got this sequence of GIFs with open slots. And people Mm -hmm. upvote the ones that they want to put into those slots. And basically, after a while, the ones will lock in reverse to when they were picked. So, like, the first one locks, or I think they're in batches. So, like, the first five locked or whatever. And so then people were voting on the next ones. Um, And so as it happened, there was a prologue, an epilogue, and, like, five acts in the middle. Um, Yeah. And what started out as a very kind of just people spamming cool GIFs and trying to get uploaded turned into something which at least had a bit more interesting, like, not plot, but like connectedness with the scenes. Um, there was one example where they got like the all of the clips from the Avatar The Last Airbender intro. So I'm not sure if you know what, if you've watched it, but basically, uh, the leading character, or one of the leading characters, says, "Earth, water, fire, and air. Long ago, all four nations lived in harmony." And basically, they got a gif of the water, they got a gif of the earth person, and then they got a gif of the air. Right. Um. And it looks. It's very good because the water, earth, and fire are all from the actual TV show. And the air is just a fan 
it's just a fan blowing. Um, yeah. I'll, send, I'll send you a link to that part of the sequence. But so there were cool moments. I think the thing that I found less good than the previous years was the lack of community. Because of the fact that it was about individual gifts making up like a story, there wasn't as much place for communities to work together. Um, it was more about just trying to find things that fit really well. Right, yeah. And, you know, like... I I, I did, like, vote on the the spinning nail again, nail and give Jeff gift, whatever, mm-hmm. a couple of times in, uh, in the early stages, but I never really, like, paid close attention to it, but, like, you know, hearing you describe it, like, I I'm I wasn't a big fan of this one. Yeah. I feel like last year's was like a terrible flop, and the one before that, like our place, was like really good. Yeah, I think it's kind of it's hard to top or slash place because yeah, it was just it was so simple, and for some reason it hadn't really been done before, and so it enabled such a cool thing. Um, yeah. And I think or slash the circle or slash circle um, was it was cool, but it was too complex. Like, yeah, they made it too complicated for people to really enjoy it. Um, like, it was cool. I made a whole server on Discord about it and helped people helped the Tims sort out the stuff. But, you know, it was kind of eh. the button going way back was mm. an experiment do you know what the button was uh yeah there was a countdown timer and a button and a scoreboard and people have to hold off until the very last moment to hit the button to get the highest score yeah but the the interesting part there is that whenever somebody did click the button the countdown reset yeah yeah so that means that if i have waited 60 seconds and then somebody else just clicks it, it resets. And then when I click, I've just gotten a 60 second thing, which is not very good on the score. Um, and it was just, it was an interesting thing. Uh, place, for anybody who doesn't know, was a big white blank grid and people had colors, which they were able to fill in a pixel each minute. So you have to work together to make cool pictures. Yeah. You um, can Google it, was... it for the time lapse. it's really cool. Yeah. Uh, more specifically, it was like a million pixels. Like it was exactly a million pixels. Yeah, it was a thousand by a thousand. Yeah. yeah uh, I think at first, like, uh, a dick butt came up. Uh, possibly. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, and then and then people like just got the hang of it, and then this like amazing viral like popped up. Yeah, it, it's it's a really cool thing. Um, yeah, and I think this one. This one doesn't have the same kind of community aspect because, for example, the Tim's on or slash place created like a little monument to the podcast with like the flags and the hosts. Whereas on this one, we struggled to get like the nail and gear in there because it wasn't really appropriate because it wasn't a it wasn't a story thing. It wasn't funny. It was just something that we wanted to get in. We were kind of like trying to force it into this thing where it didn't fit. Yeah. I think we did get it in eventually. I'll ask people where we got it. Um, did we? 
I, I thought we didn't. I think we did in one of the later acts. Huh. Okay. Um, I'm not sure. I'll check that and verify for you for the show notes. But anyway. Yeah. Um. How's school? <laughs> very nice, very nice segue there. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, Someone cool. call me the master of segues. Um, school like the, for those who do not know, uh, South Korean, the South Korean school system is like just uh, simply put like horrible. I thought you were going to explain what a school is, but yes. <laughs> and uh, to be clear, we both are the same age, and we both attend school. Yeah. yeah, not not university school, like school school. Yeah, like, oh no, I, think... uh, I have a test and I don't know. Yes, we both go to school. Uh, I think it would be described as high school in America. Yeah. Um, so yeah, know. tell me about Korean school. Korean school. Uh, I might be very inaccurate here because I'm like going off my own experience, and I've been, you know, I go no file. Don't school. let anybody tell you that your school is every school in Korea. I mean, no, no, just like objectively, <laughs> no. Okay. Well, with the disclaimer that this is file's personal experience. Tell us about how going to school in South Korea feels. Yeah, so first of all, the tests are really hard. Like They are. I've seen him send things like asking for help and they have been <laughs> crazy. Yeah, I, I would like I usually post some mask question mask questions and yeah. they go into Discord. Um if I get the chance and like I get I try to get people to solve them, but like people give up in the world. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah. I'll be right back, you can cut this. Ah. So there was a brief interruption, but you were talking about how hard the tests were or tests are in Korean schools. Yeah. So what subjects do you do? Um subjects. Okay, so uh, each school is a bit different from each other because, like, it's not like Korean, like South Korea doesn't have like a state kind of, uh, thing going on. So it's not like different from each province to province. It's more, it's it's more like uh, schools have a lot more leniency when coming to pick subjects. So yeah. like some schools may choose to teach. Uh, uh, non simplified Chinese, whatever that uh, writing system is called, mm-hmm. and, and and some people, some uh, some schools will instead opt for programming lessons, and other yeah. schools will use that time for sports. So, but the core subjects uh, stay the same most of the time. So the core subjects are math, uh, Korean. We don't do like literature classes and grammar classes like it's oh my god you're so lucky it's all rolled into like one korean class and there's like four there's like four classes a week so like we're not lucky 
we just have the same thing. Mm. Okay. So, and so math, yeah. science, uh, Korean, and English, like those are the four core subjects. Okay. And then, you know, that's tier one, and you know, if we think about this as tiers, like tier two has like social studies and uh, history. And is geography in there? Uh, geography is usually rolled into social studies as well okay. as economics. Yeah, because here geography is a bit of an odd subject because it's one of the core subjects um, for the first half of school. It's one of the core subjects, but it's also, it's very like similar to a lot of other subjects. So there are three main sections. There's physical geography, which I argue should be a part of science. There's political geography, which I argue should be a part of civic, social and political studies. And there is economic geography, which I argue should be part of economics. So, yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird that we still have geography being its own subject, but we do. Hmm. So So do you do you do two languages in school or do you do any others? Oh, I used to do four. Now we do three. I mean, four is like. It's like more like three point five. Is the third one Chinese? Uh, Mandarin, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, Mandarin, English, and Korean. Actually, does Cantonese get taught anywhere? Uh, Cantonese does not does not get taught because okay. of geopolitical reasons. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, so I am actually studying a lot of languages at school. Um, <laughs> I have to study English and Irish, and just a yeah, short I- PSA for anybody listening. The language that is spoken in Ireland is English. The language that was traditionally spoken in Ireland is Irish. Gaelic is a set of languages and is not specifically referring to Irish. And so it's really weird if you call it Gaelic. It's Irish. Just call it Irish. Thank you. Okay. Okay, (laughs) Um, so with, with that PSA out of the way. I also study French and Spanish. Right. Are you um, good at any? Like, I know you're recently good at Japanese. Yeah. Uh, so French and Spanish, I can speak at like a conversational level to some extent. Um, like, okay. So French and Spanish are not things I'm passionate about learning, but I do find myself like fairly, it's not hard for me to learn them. And so I'm able to take the tests and stuff that we have and generally just get A's in them, um, that's fine by me. Um, but yeah, uh, we don't, our school specifically doesn't have any interesting subjects really. Like some schools will have metalwork and like woodwork. Oh, our school doesn't. Yeah, I feel like we should like, here it's not really a thing anywhere. Like there's yeah. like these like really expensive public, like private schools that are that are on like their own island and stuff yeah and they will have like really good lessons yeah on on different languages or things you might want to study more like you know as you said better better work or uh more like woodworking yeah but you know i feel like 
I've met some of those kids who go to like these like super, like super like expensive private schools, and you know, most of them don't study that much. Yeah. So I feel like it's a bit of a waste, like bit of a waste of resources. Yeah. Myself. Something that's kind of interesting yeah. about going to school in Ireland is that ninety percent of all schools in Ireland are Catholic schools. So Catholicism is a branch of Christianity and it's like very, very practiced in Ireland. It's the main religion here. Um, But what we don't have in Ireland is any kind of separation of church and state. Like 40 years ago, it literally would have been people from the church teaching. Now it's not. The The churches are just related to the schools. But like, it's still very much like I've actually I attend two Catholic schools or like I attended one and then I moved to another um, and I am not Catholic mm-hmm. but it doesn't really matter too much because in most situations you're just like okay this school is Catholic I'm not that's fine um, but yeah how many classes do you have every day so like how many blocks uh, we have we have seven, seven starting at nine, and uh-huh. at uh, ends at four p.m. And so, how long is each? Uh, forty-five minutes with ten minutes of break. Okay. So how how long how long is yours? We have nine forty-minute blocks, uh, with a break and lunch in the middle. Um, right. And so. With ours, I've talked to a lot of people who have much fewer. I talked to one person from America who said he had four classes each day. That's... Which I just thought was crazy. Yeah, um, that's insane. Like, And also, that was all his classes. He only had four classes. So, like, you have, like, the exact same classes every day. Yeah, he had the exact same schedule every day. Um, that's... But anyway, I have... Okay, I have 14 subjects... <laughs> Only ten of them. Same. Only ten of them are examined. Um, but yeah, so my schedule switches every day. Um, do you guys have like a gym or like a PE class? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we have. Uh, we ha- we actually have like two two different types of like PE classes. There's yeah. uh, There's a regular PE class like twice every week. Mm-hmm. And then there's one, it's actually two, but like they're linked together. Sports yeah. club class, which, which, I mean, in my opinion, it shouldn't really be called sports because it's bowling. <laughs> wow. Um, and do you guys, do you have like a separate uniform that you wear when you're doing PE? Yeah, yeah, we, we do have a separate uniform. And do you wear it for the whole day or just while you're doing PE? Uh, people have gotten really strict about it recently. So like we are only supposed to wear them for the duration of the PE class and then we're supposed to change immediately after. after. Yeah, so the way it happens in Ireland, I think most schools are like this. Basically, you'll have like the thing you wear for sports and you'll just wear it in for the whole day. That's only one day a week. Um, yeah. 
Which also, the fact that we only have school-related exercise, like, okay, exercise during school one day a week seems kind of weird, but that's how it is. Um, so, like, what kind of homework do you get from your classes? We actually get surprisingly little homework. So is it a kind of, like, study for the test situation? Uh... Yeah, basically. Hmm. Like, we'll get assignments, and that will count as a test. Yeah. Or we'll get... Uh, a teacher wouldn't pace out the lesson very well, and we'll get a couple of pages of material left. And the okay. teacher would like be like, just like, eh, like, just like, do it at your own disposal. Yeah. Until the Same. next class, and it doesn't really matter if you do it or not. Yeah. What we have... So... You guys have state exams, right? If what I'm thinking of as a state exam is the same thing you're thinking about state exams, yeah. Yeah, so are you able to look at what last year's state exam looked like? Uh, it's like, is legally, last year's state exam released to the public? Legally, teachers are not supposed to release it, nor are students. That's interesting. Cause, but, but... Yeah? Uh-huh. Uh, the way this works here are a student fill in this kind of like punch card thing uh-huh. for like just like to grade the test yeah for the teachers to grade the test and then the teachers like just feed it through this machine and up pops a score so yeah teachers don't really need the test papers back okay so people so students are just like sent home with the test papers every day and like just say a pretty please and with a like pretty please from the teachers please do yeah. not distribute this to any anything else any any other place like you know hog-ons if you know what that what those are i don't <laughs> okay um, basically it's a school after school oh okay so you'll go there, and there'll be a teacher, yeah. and this like really packed room, that's really yeah. hot, and this really yeah. like cramped room, and then you go in there and don't come up for four hours uh, until you got something. Sounds like fun. So yeah. in Ireland, we've got what I've heard is quite an interesting system from a lot of my international friends, which is that with um with our like state exams they release last year's state exam. And so there are big books. There are books of all of the year's state exams. So that's like the cover of the book that I just posted. Um, okay. And so you're able to look through these books to look at what came up in all the previous years. So and... what that what that can do is it both gives you an idea of what can come up, but it also gives you an idea of the pattern. Because you can look at the fact that there hasn't been like one question that's come up in five years, and you're like, okay, that might that's more likely to come up again than the one that came up last year. And so there's this whole like analysis thing that people end up doing, trying to figure it out, and it's completely like authorized. Right. And I imagine this is also available in Irish. Uh yes, actually. All of them are available in Irish. Because of how Ireland works, most people don't speak Irish. 
That said, you, um, they have to legally release any government document in Irish. Right. They don't have to print it, but if somebody requests it, they do. Um, so they also have it on a website. So I sent a link. Now, I want you to try using that link to open up a maths paper in English from 2018. So sure. it's uh, examination material archive. Yeah. Exam papers. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, Choose exam papers from 2018. You can go for junior certificate. Um, sure. So it doesn't take too long. And then you get the list. And what? Hang on. IV. Hang on. Yeah. Hang on. Why do you guys have Jewish studies as a state sponsor? Oh. Um, because of the 2,500 Jewish people living in Ireland. That, okay, that's, that's a whole bunch of... It's a very low number. Um, yeah, low number, low number. That's what I'm, that's what I'm yeah. trying to get to. So, I'm not sure why we have it, but I'd assume it's because there are specifically Jewish schools, which find that they're going to be studying that anyway. So they might as well have it as an exam. But when you do that, you get a look at all the maths papers. Um, and that's fine. Yeah. The issue with this website is that now I want you to try picking the maths paper from 2017. I'm taking a look. Okay. Gonna... Uh, some, yeah. Okay. Uh, you have to do it all again, um, to get back to it. And it's really, it's an annoying thing. And then maybe you want the marking scheme. So like you want to see how this test was marked, which is also oh, something to release. See. Yeah. Yeah. You this have is... to switch it this and is... go all the way again. This is really terrible design. Luckily, there's this site that not many people know about, which is called betterexaminations.ie. Um, right. And basically what you're able to do with that is you're able to switch the things independently. So for anybody who can't use this website right now, the main issue with it is that if you want to select each category, so you want to select the year the exam was in, the subject that the exam was in, and then the level that this exam was in, you have to do those in a certain order and it'll reset yeah. when you change one of the earlier ones. Right. So you, you can't just like switch it around easily. But yeah, uh, we have full access to the past exams and it makes it really... It's really interesting because there's a lot of like just predicting what will come up on the next one. Right. Like I know what history essays are going to come up on my history exam. So I've prepared for those ones. But yeah, we get a lot of homework actually in terms of like from the teachers. But, yeah. We are get they, very like, regular homework. Are they easy though? Like that's, that's um, yeah. So here's the thing. Our homework is easy, but it's long. So right. So give me an example of what the okay. Irish homework look like. So yesterday, I think is a good example of like long but easy homework. So the first thing we had to do was we had to write an essay in Irish. So that's in the Irish language. And I'm able to write an essay in the Irish language, but it's still writing an essay and it's not in my native language. So it takes a good while to do. Um, and it was also about the most 
the weirdest thing. It was like we had to write a little story about the time I got lost in Dublin, which is very hard when you live in Dublin and you have a phone. Yeah. Like, how am I supposed to... So I said that my phone was out of battery and I was 10 years old. Um, and you were alone. Yes. That's... It's, uh, it's a weird one to try and write about, but it actually came up yeah. like three years ago on an exam. Uh, then something else that we got was we have to work so a lot of the times teachers will assign you work on the past year's papers so like our maths teacher asked us to do the 2018 maths paper and so that's it's not hard but it does take a long time because it's like a two and a half hour exam but we got that like we got that homework on monday for monday so that's like a weekly thing of homework we have a lot of weekly homework at this point which is kind of annoying because I don't like having long homework that I can't just finish at one time. Yeah. Um, what else do we get? Oh yeah, so CSPE, which is Civic Social Political Education, so like civics basically, is a subject that we have, um, and it's got a very odd format because forty percent of your grade goes towards the state, or forty percent of your grade comes from the exam. And the other 60% comes from what's called an action project, which is like a right. charity event that you have to do. Um, That's okay. And then write about. So right now we're in the process of writing about it. And it's just, they give you this like 10 page form to fill out about your thing. And some of the questions I feel like, have you listened to Cortex? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. So in like the first few episodes of Cortex, I think it was the first few episodes of Cortex, Gray talked about how the person in the cubicle next to him at one of his office spaces right. had like this yeah. whiteboard with all the like buzzwords <laughs> on it of like yeah, synergy yeah. and you know efficiency. That's how I feel like I have to be writing when I'm taking one of these exams because it's like, you know, reflect on what you did during your project. How do you think it changed you as a person? And what skills right. have you gained? And it's like, I went around to the classrooms in my school telling them to bring in money. I didn't gain any skills. But I said, I learned the value of communication and I developed my skill of adaptation due to the change in the nature of our project at a later date. It's like, this is not, none of this is true. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing changed. But... Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like that's like universally, universally yeah. true for all students writing essays. Like I, I also have like book reports, right? Like they're not long. Yeah. But they're like like three hundred words in Korean is like pretty long. Yeah, that's actually interesting. I don't think I've ever had to do a book report. Um, and I've heard a lot of. I've heard a lot of people doing book reports. It's like a stereotypical American right. like school thing. It's like, oh, we've got a yeah. book report. Um, we don't read that many books like for school. Um, in our English class, right. we have like certain books which we read in class and then talk about like uh, we did To Kill a Mockingbird and then we discussed, you know, the racial issues that it talks about. Yeah, actually, so... Does your, uh, does your, whatever, uh, linguistics, I uh, know, the literature lessons, I would call them, 
Do they like do do those textbooks like come with like set like stories in them to discuss about or like are you assigned to read something? So basically we also only have one English class, but we're never taught grammar in it because we're all like teenagers who know how to speak English. So it's effectively just a literature class. Um, and there are certain texts which are given by the state for the teachers to pick from. And then the teacher says, okay, I'll pick uh, To Kill a Mockingbird and True Grit as the books we're going to read. Um, and the reason you read about them is not just for discussion. It's that in your exam, it will ask you to talk about something you've read. And so when it asks you to talk about something discussing discussing racial issues or whatever, you have to talk about To Kill a Mockingbird. And so we read stuff in class for our exams. Right. Like yeah. to prepare for them. Yeah, here it's a it's a bit different. It's it's yeah. a lot different actually. Okay. Basically you will be given a textbook at the end of the at the start of the year, school year. Yeah. And if you open the textbooks and look at its contents, like it will have a list list of books. Yeah. Like just like it it'll have like a bunch of excerpts from like books and like plays and different different types of articles and essays and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the teachers will just like teachers apparently are given yeah, I, I know this because like my mom teaches uh, uh, Chinese characters mm-hmm. at a at a high school here. Mm-hmm. Teachers are basically given like a bullet bullet list. Yeah. Like, teach them this, and this is supposed to be this, and at this at this sentence in line twelve, hmm. in page like three hundred and something. This is supposed to mean this, and any other interpretation is wrong. Yeah. What yeah. what will happen? Is teachers will like say open open your books to page xxx, and there will be an essay there, and. Uh, pe- uh, teacher, the teacher will like the read through the essay together, and mm-hmm. then when it comes to a certain sentence that's mentioned the bullet point list, a teacher will stop, and then te- mm-hmm. and then the teacher will be like, okay, so this sentence right here means this, and this is going to be on your test. Wow, when we have English class, English class is one of the like most casual classes we have. Yeah. So when we're reading through something. Our teacher will occasionally pause it, but not like because there's a specific thing that he has to say. And what he'll do is he'll then just ask the class about it. So what did you think of that line? And what do you think it conveys? Because in our English exam, it's like almost entirely about interpretation. There's very little like factual stuff. Like literally, there are no wrong answers. Um, except for a few questions, which are definitions. Um, There's one question which comes up every year on our exam, and I always don't like it. What what we're given is, you are the director of this play. What instructions would you give to the person playing whatever character? I hate that one, because I don't want to be a director. I don't know how to be a director. And directing people is not something that I can write two pages on. 
Right. They always want me to write like this big thing to this person. And I was like, I don't know, just be good. Act. Do your job. It's a it's an annoying question. The thing about the English exam as a whole is that usually people don't get marked down. People don't get marked down. People aren't wrong. They just don't write enough. So it's like you just have to write lots and lots of stuff to get anywhere. What's the format of your English exams? Our English exams, like, hang on, let me, let me bring up my like past English exam papers. Fine, <laughs> you know you're not allowed to distribute those. All right. Okay. Math, history, science, English. There we go. Okay. Right. So basically, have you gotten? Yeah, I've received yeah. it. Yeah. And I can read it perfectly. Yes. Except for the actual question. Yeah. So, like, if you look at the questions, like, it's actually really easy because this isn't the first language, and believe it or not, like, learning English that isn't actually applicable for, and it's mostly, like, just, like, obscure grammar rules for, like, 12 years doesn't help you actually read English that well. Yeah. So, the questions will, the questions are generally pretty easy. Okay, so, so tell me yeah. what's happening in question two. Question two, okay. So, uh, question two. Now let me translate this. Uh, uh, so, you, you see that block of text uh, to your left? Yes. In that block of text, uh, you, do you see uh, a, uh, a and B in parentheses? Yes. So, A, a in parentheses is telling, uh, says call, right? Uh-huh. And... B in parentheses. Uh, B is serve, right? Mm -hmm. So in number two, uh, what is asking is, uh, of of these five uh, sentences, mm -hmm. uh, which sentence uses the words either A or B in the uh, same meaning as was intended in the sentence of which A and B is from? For example, like. Uh, B, B sentences, well, why don't you serve your best dish to your mom? And mm -hmm. serve, in that case, means like to uh, give somebody food, basically. Yeah. To cook somebody food. So, and the correct answer for that is pour the sauce over the pasta and serve immediately. That, mm -hmm. That's the same thing, right? Yeah. But instead, if you uh, said, say, like, he served as a captain in the army, that's not the same serve. So, if you choose that, you will be incorrect. So, like, these questions, like, they're extremely rudimentary. Yeah, it's an interesting type of question for them to ask. So, a lot of what we get is, in French and Spanish, they're very similar exams, just in different languages. Um, it's usually, like, reading comprehensions. So, as in, they will give you a block of text... And then they will ask you questions on the text. So I'll I'll pull one of those up here actually. I can do that. So if we go for 2018 Spanish. I'm assuming you don't know any Spanish? 
Uh, I know the word for hello, and that's it. Bueno. Okay. So, basically, this is what they look like. Okay. Uh, so, the first section is a listening comprehension. So, basically, you... They play a certain tape of people talking and they'll repeat parts so you can hear it and you just answer the questions in English. Right. Then they will have the reading comprehensions and the reading comprehension start with just some contextual words. So it's like in a restaurant, you ask for the menu. What do you say? And the, uh, right. the they give you choices for that one. Then there's a bit for section B, which is just words that like may come up if you're living in Spain. So like, estoy listo, and it'll say, what is your friend saying? And your friend is saying, I'm smart. I can't remember what that is. <laughs> um, yeah. But I'm ready. That's what it is. Yeah. Then you get into what the majority of the exam is which is reading comprehensions. So, like, you can see question B2. I think that's what it is. Yeah, B2 is La Princesa Leonor. And it's yeah, just, yeah. like, it's a whole load of Spanish text about this person. And then the questions are, like, mention two details about the princess's official photograph, mention two languages the princess studies at school, mention two sports the princess likes. And these are all taken from, like, actual news stories. They're edited to be, like, the level of Spanish that the people reading would know. But so they've got loads of these, and they'll ask you to do things. And then at the end, the only question that you have to answer in Spanish is at the end here. So you have to translate some numbers into Spanish, translate some sentences, and then you have to write a letter in Spanish. And that's effectively the same as the French exam. So, yeah. so mm, I think, I'm, yeah, I think we've like exhausted like everything we want to talk about. Yeah, uh, school. If you want to talk more, like that's fine. But no, I think you're right. Sure. So let's get back to Mr. Speaker. Okay, Mr. Speaker. Uh, Mr. Speaker, as I've said, just like drives me like. Crazy, like at some point in like the whatever in Parliament, mm. like he's like trying to appeal to other MPs, like look, look, mommy, look, look, look mm. at what I'm doing. Look, look, I know, I know this obscure rule about parliamentary proceedings, and just like, like, <sighs> and other times, he's like trying to be the teacher. In this situation, mm-hmm. which doesn't work out that well when you just like come off like come off as like this like kid trying to appeal to MPs. So you would agree with Gray's opinion that he's yes, not yes. a very good <laughs> like, Mr. Speaker. He's the one thing he should not do is moderate a parliament. I feel like mm. I feel like if he was a regular uh MP. Yeah. He would be a great MP. He would he would he I I wouldn't necessarily call him a great arguer, but he would be extremely popular. Yeah. And 
and that would work out well for him, I think. But I don't, I can't believe that this guy, like this, like this really, this guy who's like really terrible at moderating anything, like I'm betting on him, like his kids not listening to him, because <laughs> like he can't yeah. have any control, like he doesn't have any control over them. I find it interesting hearing in the episode that apparently when you get elected as Mr. Speaker, apparently neither party is supposed to like contest that at all. And I just find that like kind of weird. Like, yeah, I mean, I, the way I heard it is like both uh, parties have to agree on the speaker. Okay. Right. So that leads me like to the next point which is how can these two parties like like this guy as speaker and agree on it is it i've seen some other clips of like speakers before him and they're all they're all like matter of fact yeah he's and been re-elected three times oh, jesus he was first picked in 2009 and then he was oh. re-elected in 2010 2015 and 2017 Jesus, that makes it so much worse. Oh. Okay, wait, wait. Here is. Oh my god. <laughs> so, apparently, the length of uh, Mr. Speaker's term is at Her Majesty's pleasure. So, he can stay there for as long as he wants, basically. Which is great. Oh. It's just perfect. Parliament is like so weird. Like this, like it's too old. It's it's way too old. Like they should start over. Yeah. Like there's this like weird rule about not like not being supposed to clap in Parliament. Mm-hmm. And then there's this other rule about not being able to resign. Yeah. And just like, just like just this thing has existed since the thirteen hundreds. And some rules from back then, like 700, 800 years ago, still yeah. are in effect, like today. And it's just like, either, either write a cohesive rule, like a rule book. That it's always funny looking at British rules for things. Yeah. Because they're yeah. always from so long ago, and they just use things that are really, really long. Like, I understand that, like, maybe, maybe, maybe not being able to clap in parliament back in whatever, like the 1600s, was maybe a good idea. But now, it's not. It's just... So, what MPs would do instead of... What if you were a British MP and you weren't allowed to clap in parliament during a session, what would you do? What, What would you do instead to show either approval or, or denial <laughs> i would snap my fingers because as my friends will tell you i have a very loud finger snap right god jesus right. yeah right like i mean other than that like if you if you snap a ping- finger in front of strangers like they would <laughs> get they, they wouldn't get what you meant so like what would you do that would make other MPs that maybe don't know you understand what you're... What <laughs> I you're would shout, yes. Yes, yes, exactly. And 
Would it cost more workers than clapping? Yes. yes. Or no? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's very stupid. Like it's like foundationally, it's just like stupid rule. Yeah. It it makes all the people like shout a shouting scream. Yes, yes, I agree with this. No, no, no. You're fucking fucking effort. The honorable, right honorable gentleman from Shrewsbury, Shrewsbury. Uh, you know, cannot figure out from which direction to hump, hump a sheep. <laughs> I do find it funny that they have to, like, they can't just address somebody directly. They have to, yeah. like, yeah. address them as the honorable gentleman. <laughs> yeah, is... and it's ridiculous. And it it's feels just, like they just, just have a really formal way of being, right. like, really rude. Yeah. And they, because they'll often insult each other like that. And it's like, wow. Okay. Um, getting into like the territory of like just like bureaucra- bureaucracy and yeah. how stupid it is, uh, especially in like rules of procedure, mm-hmm. is uh, model United Nations. Have you have you tried? Okay, doing? so I have never properly uh, done something with an MUN, but I have right. a good few friends who like are very into it. Yeah, basically, uh, the most, the oldest, and the most prevalent form. There's a there's a couple of different types of moons out there. There's mm-hmm. like, there's Simon and there's UNA USA, and these these all have different rules. Like, in general, like the big picture, they're they're similar, but when you yeah. get to like really fine details, like they're pretty different. Yeah. So to start with, I'm just gonna ask you. Yeah, yeah. Is Model UN like, is it a competition or is it like a club? Like, what is it at its core? Basically, basically, so the organizers are oftentimes like differ like very greatly. Like, our schools, uh, Model United Nations, are entirely run by students, but like mm-hmm. other bigger like international ones will have like boards. And mm-hmm. like investors, and like just like this massive scale, so like it differs greatly. It differ- it it's really different for every moon. Yeah, but normally, uh, it's not a competition. Like you would choose, like you would choose, like a best speaker and a best delegate, and mm-hmm. a best whatever at the end. But yeah. usually, the goal is to write a resolution. Just okay. like, just like the actual United Nations, right? Yeah, but every like person still has to keep their own country's interests at heart. Yeah, yeah. So maybe you're like China, and you're on a committee discussing an agenda about uh pollution. Mm-hmm. You can't just go around saying, "Yeah, let's stop pollution, everybody. Industrialization is bad. Let's stop. Let's stop." Because they have expanding. to think about like their income yeah. and stuff. If if China actually were in that committee, what would they do? They would, they would like find some logical loophole that would like, that would mean that like they didn't need to like cooperate with other nations and they could just do whatever they wanted, right? So things like that. But getting back to getting back to my main point, mm-hmm. there's this rule because like UNA USA does the the rules of procedure for like 
that's the oldest type of moon out, moon out there. Mm-hmm. There's this clause where in a session of the model United Nations, you're not supposed to refer to anybody in the first or second person. Okay. And this just drives me Oh, fuck. so is this like the thing where you have to speak of yourself as like Korea? Uh, so basically, you would say this delegate. This delegate thinks this, or that, or like the honorable delegate from Brazil uh, is a fucking loser. I love when they've got these rules that just make everybody speak. Like nobody. I mean, I guess part of what it could be, if you want to really look into it, is it makes people think about what they're saying more because they're yeah, already yeah. like having yeah. to filter their speech through these weird rules. Yeah, but I would agree to a point, but like, it mainly just like annoys everybody. Yeah. And there's always these like assholes who like look, up, look out for it. So like if you for, say like, I, they'll be like, aha! Aha! Point you. of order, point of order, point of order. <laughs> I will address the chair right now. The delegate of something, something, something has... Uh, and just like, God, why would you? Yeah. And like the the crazy part is like, so I need to explain what a unmoderated caucus is. Yes, you Basically, do definitely. An unmoderated caucus is when so normally what you would do is like you would add, the delegate would add a themselves to a speaker's list. And mm-hmm. they would come, and then if the chair accepts it, uh, they would come up to a podium and say, like, uh, this delegate thinks XYZ, and, you know, this resolution should include XYZ and ABC, yeah. and we should strike that, and we should, like, include this and stuff. Okay. But if a delegate uh, uh, tables a motion to go into a moderate caucus, that basically means, like, they can talk to each other freely without the chair that the chair like giving them permission so everybody is like able to go move out their, move out of their seats and like talk that to each other. It sounds like chaos. Yeah it sounds like chaos and it's basically where everybody gets to know each other. But the craziest mm. thing is like even in the unmoderated caucus like it's in the name it's unmoderated it's impossible to moderate. Mm-hmm. Even in that situation people are supposed to not refer to themselves or anybody else in the first or second person. And it's like, just like, God. Yeah. You would think, like, if you go into, like, basically lobbying, you would introduce yourself as Samantha, or Jay, or Kill, or Karen. Mm-hmm. But no. Hello, I'm the delegate of South Korea. Hello, I'm the delegate of Ireland. And just like, no, actually, no. I, I shouldn't even say I'm the delegate of XYZ country. Like, I should say... Hello, uh, Mr. Delegate. Uh, hello, Honorable Delegate. This is uh, the <laughs> Delegate from <laughs> God. Yeah, that sounds... That sounds unnecessarily strict, definitely. Yeah. And, you know, the thing that drives me crazy is, like, this used to be true back when, like, the United Nations was first founded back in the 50s. Mm-hmm. 
back then, uh, delegates were supposed to refer not to refer to themselves in the first or second person. So uh, the rules um, reflected that the the modern United Nations rules reflected that. So delegates would not be able to refer to themselves as I or he or she, and that makes perfect sense because the United Nations of it, and we're supposed to model it, so we do the exact same thing. But nowadays, like that rule has been um, um, amended. Like it's been amended mm-hmm. since the eighties. So yeah. even the UN, the actual UN, does not require its delegates to speak in that manner. Yeah. And they still haven't changed that rule. And it's just the thing you're supposed to model isn't doing the thing that you re- so. So like vehemently require people to do, and it's like, yeah. So I feel like, yeah. God. How often, how often do you participate in model UN things? Um, I participated last year. Okay. Uh, the delegate of uh the UK actually, so your first enemy. Oh, uh, cool. <laughs> um. Uh, and and this year I'm the chair, so like I don't really yeah. participate i mean i do but like i'm not i'm i'm not like debating or something i'm i'm mr speaker basically oh cool yeah and I have you sent anybody them. out have you like banished people uh no because i can't oh uh, you can't yeah clearly you haven't like you know wielded your power enough <laughs> yeah rule is an iron fist yeah you need to be like well, this chair thinks that that speaker from Paraguay needs to just, like, leave so, the room. <laughs> leave or, or I'll make you leave. Or this delegate will make you leave. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's like, anyways, like, the point I'm getting at is these things, these rules, these rules, like, don't make any sense at all. Like, sure, like, you might be trying to respect each other and make you think about what you're talking about more but in reality like look at the British Parliament like they would add the right honourable gentleman from uh, a middle shoe and sure that's respectful and then they would like just throw in like standard after standard after standard and like what's the point even it doesn't make you think about what you're saying more and it doesn't make you and it doesn't make you, like, more respectful of each other. At the end of the day, like, people, like, people fighting over, like, things they care about are gonna be people who, who are fighting over things they care about. Yeah. And just because, like, you require them to address them in this, like, one particular way doesn't change anything. Mm. It's just, God, these things annoy me so much, and... I'm like starting to legitimately hate the British yeah. Parliament for like being that way. Yeah, I understand like when you like something at its core, but there are things that just make it like so much harder to enjoy or like participate in. Um, but yeah, I think unless there's anything else you want to bring up, it seems uh, like actually, we've covered most of our things. Uh, one more thing about yeah. national assemblies and debates and such, you know. British Parliament, it's actually, like, I thought it used to be, like, saner than it is. 
Yeah. Well, it's pretty sane compared to what our country, <laughs> my country is. Uh, it's died down lately, but it's still there. The, the elements are still there, basically. Yeah. Uh, hang on, let me close that. Cool. Basically, uh, there used to be this. This used to be a common thing in Korean National Assembly. That the, basically the parliament, when they would try to pass a bill and things weren't going that well, they, the the delegates would swarm would swarm the chair seat. Oh my god! And and start punching each other. Wow. Okay. <laughs> There's actually a video of this, and it's actually incredible. And so, oh my god, that looks. Okay, wait, I, I need to look at this. That is crazy. Yeah. How is this not, like, a crime? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Here, yeah, here's a better picture of it. Is he being carried out in a stretcher? Oh wow, that is. See, that looks like a staged picture. Yeah, but it's not. It's not. Oh my god. Um. Well, Irish pol or Irish Parliament, which is called the Dáil, um, is pretty like calm. There's a person who does the kind of speaker role, and he does it pretty well. And everyone knows to respect him. Right. Our Parliament can be pretty slow, but. Yeah, it does its job, and it does it without killing the speaker. Yeah. And isn't that what it's all about? 